All right. Well, that's the last of them. Um, kind of heavy, but I mean, this should be enough cards to completely fill the casino. So I think it's great that we've got new cards. It's like we're improving things around here. It's like an upgrade. Well, we had the extra funds in the budget, so I thought, hey, let's go ahead and do this. And uh, I worked on the design. Think it's pretty cool. I think everybody's really gonna like it. So let's, you know, let's crack one of these babies open and see what it looks like. Oh yeah, I mean, especially if you designed it, I definitely want to see that. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, Michael. Hmm. You designed this. Yeah, it's awesome, right? You think this is awesome? Uh, well, I mean, when I did it, like I thought it looked really nice. I thought everybody would enjoy this. We can't. I. I. I don't want people seeing this. I, d- okay, look at this. Did you what? really do this? Oh. Oh my God. No, that's that's not my design, dude. I. There's no way that is gonna fly around here. Who would do that? Well, obviously you, but I guess not. I don't know. No, my design was totally different. It was classy, very tasteful. What? I don't even know. That is. Oh. I kind of like it now. Enjoy your stay, What have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You really belong here with us, fun club. Don't get excited. Welcome, scoundrels, to Cloud City Casino. Thank you for joining us for yet another exciting episode. We're so glad that you're here. And, you know, we're only 310 days away from Rogue One. So... I'm so excited about this next movie that we're already counting it down. So I'm Bruce Gibson. I'm your podcast liaison officer of this fine facility. And, of course, we have the administrator, Michael Morris here. Hey, Michael. How hey, are hey. you? And, yeah, I'm excited. It's 310 days. But uh, at this point, man, when I was like 11 or, you know, someone there waiting on uh, The Phantom Menace, it felt like forever. 310 days would have been an eternity. But now I'm just it's it's going to be here so quickly. Well, I remember when it was 310 days to The Force Awakens, and it finally came. So I know eventually, at mm-hmm. some point, we'll finally hit Rogue One, and then we'll get to Episode 8, and it just keeps going and going and going. We have Energizer bunnies now, and not just Jackson <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. We're just or, keep going and or, going and going. Or the Energizer bunny from that uh, Darth Vader Energizer bunny commercial back from yeah. the 90s. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. I love that commercial. Hey, you know what? I'm going to do a bit of a tease here so everybody mm. kind of sticks around and listens for a while because we've had a contest going on if you That's give right. us an iTunes review. Well, now the contest is over and we're going to give away one lucky winner, a Ray Black Series figure at the end of this episode. So, <laughs> That's right. So you can listen to the whole episode or just fast forward to the end. And and we got a wheel, so that's the main thing. Bruce is like, well, oh, he's like, I found it. I found this random name. Term. I'm like, no, I want the spinny wheel one. We We're a casino, not a in the casino like, calculator. Right. <laughs> and we have uh, we have uh, Pat Sajak here to help spin the wheel of fortune to pick our winner. So we hope nobody goes bankrupt. Who is Pat Sajak? He was on. He's on. It was. He's on Wheel of Fortune, the game show. With Vanna White. Oh, okay. Sorry. I um, I was thinking that was somebody else, but I don't know. I've never been a big Wheel of Fortune fan. I never cared for that show. I uh, went to that show in the studio audience. In person? In, in person. Wow. Met Pat and Vanna in 1983. I wasn't That's even born then. 
He's been doing it. They both have been doing it for that long. Wow. Because I think he'd only been doing it for a year at that point. So, yeah, I've just always been more of a Price is Right guy. So just say Bob Barker instead. Come on down. Yeah, <laughs> you're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Awesome. Well, let's get this show going, man. Okay, we got several things we want to talk about. Oh, my God. This has been a busy, busy week, so we're going to have to try to run through it. Um, let's save let's save the big one that I know that's probably going to to be a little more of a hot topic for us. Let's save that one for a bit and try to move through some of these other things. Uh, so we've, we've had several game announcements and things. Uh, there's, I believe, Toy Fairs going on, and uh, something's going on. We keep having all these toy announcements, right? They've recently just announced that we are getting Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yes. Yay. And now you told me you're a big fan of these games, right? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I love playing the Lego games. And we're talking video games, of course. We're not talking right. about anything else Lego. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's so fun because, uh, well, the history I have on this is the fact that I got the very first one. And my daughters, when they were, you know, younger than what they are now, they caught on to me playing it, and they wanted to play it, and they got hooked on it. And so their introduction <laughs> to Star Wars were, were these games to the point that when they started to see the movies, they were like, "Oh, I remember this level. Oh, yeah, I remember this in the game." Right? Yeah. Didn't you so, say you like you you were surprised? Like, how do y'all know all this? And you're like, from the Lego game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're right. like, yeah, we know Darth Vader is Luke's father because we played that one on the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, when I hear people say, like, I'm trying to decide how to introduce Star Wars to my kids and in what order and what movie and, and what age. And I'm like, well, I didn't even really get a chance to decide. They were already playing the video games and Legos. So. Right, right. That's well, And that's why. So we're going to come off of that for just a second because I'm uh, there's something else that I've got to work on this weekend, which is. I'm trying to decide. I have a friend of mine that I work with, super nice guy, and uh, he because he's wanting to start listening to the podcast because I've got him really excited about it. Uh, his name's Abdul, and he's from oh my god! And I and I actually feel bad because he told me where he's he's from. He's from a country in Africa, New Jersey, New Jersey, Africa. Yes, okay. that's totally a place. Now, so anyhow, I was kind of laughing and and talking about how. Uh, the the thing back with John Boyega talking about his dad and when he was doing an, uh, an impersonation of his father and, and saying, oh, what's this Star Wars, you know? And so he laughs about it and he goes, but, but what is Star Wars? And I'm like, Abdul, you don't know what Star Wars is? And he's like, no. And so I bring up the logo for him. I'm like, this? And he's, nope. Okay, hold on. And so I bring up an image of Darth Vader because I'm, I'm like, he will recognize an image of Darth Vader, right? Never seen that ever and i'm like okay so i start kind of telling him about this stuff and so he so he's kind of interested i guess because he feels a bit of a, a kinship to john boyega's character which i'm like oh that's great because you know of course we love john boyega so i'm like okay i'm, I'm going to get you these movies because i'm like this is the seventh one the one that's in theaters now this is the seventh one there's six other ones so he's like oh okay he's like yeah he's like he's like get those for me i want to watch them i really want to watch them but i'm trying to figure out so since he knows nothing about star wars what is the correct order for him to see them in? Well, you spin a wheel and then it chooses mm-hmm. the order for you. Let's just pick <laughs> yeah. randomly. Uh, Attack of the Clones first, then Return of the Jedi, then The Phantom Menace, then Revenge of the Sith, then The Empire Strikes Back. He'll totally get uh, The Force Awakens by that point, right? 
Right. Right. No. You'll get it all. Well, yeah. I mean, I I say one through six. No, well, I now d- one through seven. I disagree with that so much. I don't like. Why would you? Why would you rob someone of those? Things? Because if he knows, I mean, like when you see Yoda, and you, and you just go, oh well, that's that's Yoda. That's clearly that's Yoda. Like it, it takes out some of the surprise of it, and it's like, yes, it won't ruin your experience over time of enjoying the movie, but it ruins your first experience. Because for myself, I watched Star Wars at such a young age. I don't really remember. I mean, I I think I kind of do, but I don't really remember much of uh, Darth Vader, you know, uh, saying that he was Luke's father. I don't remember that scene very well or or how I took it too much. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, what I do remember from it was maybe thinking that he wasn't human and then being kind of like, well, what does he look like under the mask? And, uh, I remember that at my babysitter's where I had watched it, like the girl, she's like, he has whiskers. And I was just like, so taken with it. I'm like, whiskers, like a cat. That's weird. You know, and that was so bizarre to me. So that's, that's what I remember the most from it. Right. So I don't really remember the whole, like, Oh my God, he's, he's Luke's father. Like, I don't remember having a reaction to that, but I was so little. So, I just feel like for someone who who potentially could love the franchise and could really have those memories and stuff like why would you why would you ruin something that was initially set up? I mean I mean you go back George Lucas was very secretive about it back during filming and everything and that was a big part of uh the falling out with David Prowse. But yet now we're supposed to just forget all of that and say, "No, nah, let's just Let's just do this. Let's show uh, let's show them one through six. Don't worry about all the spoilers. So then why are you trying to figure out what order to tell them doing it? It sounds like okay. you already figured it out. Well, well, no, because how is that? Uh, I mean, there's 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 multiple combinations, Bruce. I mean, like what? You're making it like there's option A and option B. So you're thinking about the four, five, one, two, three, six, seven. Y- yes, that is an option. Or there's even another one where it goes, I think, uh, one, then four, two, then uh, five, and then three, then six. That works, too. There's a lot of different ways, but but I'm afraid that, I'm afraid that might confuse him, maybe. Do you, th- do you think that it, it, it could kind of get him a little confused if, he, if he's jumping around? I think so. I don't think you want to jump around too much. You know, he's going to identify with characters. And then he wants to hit the next chapter, and then all of a sudden he's introduced to a whole new time or the whole new characters, and, yeah. and jumping around might be a little awkward. I mean, I just had someone that I work with watch mm-hmm. them one through seven. I mean, she watched one through six and got to seven. But, I mean, everybody's experience is different. Everybody comes into Star Wars at a different period of time. Some people's first Star Wars movie is, you know, was Return of the Jedi. I hear right, a lot of people right. say that. So, you know, right order, wrong order. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think just, you know, I think the story flows really well. Mm-hmm. It sets up the universe by going through episode one and going into the original trilogy and beyond. But... You know, we've, I mean, I came in at four, then five, six, one, two, three, and seven. So, and it didn't right. ruin nothing. I don't think anything ruins it. I think it just gives people a different perspective. Right, that, right. And, no matter and that's what, what order I just, people see it in, mm-hmm. they, they get something different out of it right. than what you would expect. I just, I would just like to give, um, give him the opportunity to 
have the experience of being surprised and having that moment of going, this is what it was like for me to find out that Vader was Luke's father or to find out that Yoda, that little creepy green dude was actually the Jedi master. Because honestly, for me, and, and a lot of it could be because of how I remember it differently, but for me, it's almost more important. Almost, it is. To me, it's more important to preserve Yoda than to preserve Vader as Anakin. That could be very personal to me because I do remember uh, seeing Yoda for the first time. I don't remember the, the Vader portion, but I do remember thinking, like, I, I'll be honest with you, I did not like Yoda initially. Because I always loved R2-D2. Same reason that I didn't like C-3PO. Because I'm like, who does this dude think he is? R2's awesome. And he's like kicking him and hitting him and stuff. And telling him that stuff's his fault. But he's the one who's right. You're wrong, C-3PO. And then you get to, you know, everything that they've went through in A New Hope. And then you get to uh, The Empire Strikes Back. And then you've got this little dude who's like hitting him with a cane and stealing Luke's stuff and everything. And I'm like, stop. Like, what are you doing? Like, you can't just start grabbing people's stuff. This is the hero of the movie. That's R2-D2. He's a national treasure. You can't hit him. And then I found out he was a Jedi Master, and it was all a big uh, a big test. And then I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Okay, so the girl at work that saw it, she's like, <laughs> uh-huh. when she got to went through one through six and she got to five, she mm-hmm. said she it bothered her. She was like, what? What was wrong with Yoda? Why was Yoda all of a sudden acting that way? She's like, I was starting to worry because he's this, you know, old, wise Jedi. And now all of a sudden he's like acting all goofy and weird. And, and I was like, oh, my gosh, did something happen to him? Did, did he lose his mind? But then he seemed to go back to the way he was. And maybe he was mm-hmm. playing Luke. And, and, and then, you know, once he got she got to uh, re- re- Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. it really upset her that he, you know, faded away into the force because she says, you know, she has got to know this character so well by that time that it really upset her when he, he faded away. Right. So it's just different perspectives and how you come into it, you know? Yeah. It's just, you look at it differently. Okay. Well, I, th- I think, um, I think I'm going to try and I'll, I'll kind of let him get a night without giving him too much, but yeah, I'm, I may do the flashback, the, uh, let him do the whole, four five and then the one two three and then the six because i just you know it's there 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 was meant to be a mystery there so there's no reason to to open the box for somebody or go or go six seven flashback four five flashback one two three then eight when it comes out you're being ridiculous (laughs) no um but anyhow so i think we got that figured out so uh, the Lego game, right? So that's awesome. Um, so you're you're definitely going to be getting that one then. Yeah. Okay. I have to see if, it's, if it comes out for Xbox 360 though. I don't know if they're still going to be doing that. They probably are, but hopefully we'll see. Uh, so so moving on to the next topic is Battlefront Three. You mean the recent Battlefront? Uh, sorta. So, you're you're talking about, of course, the uh, the, the third Battlefront game. The third the third released Battlefront game, which has come out on the current gen system. But I'm talking about the never actually released Battlefront game, 
Battlefront 3 that uh, recently they have released. Um, you can actually see some video for. And apparently if you have one of the developer consoles, I don't know how easy those are to get or whatever, but apparently there is a way to actually play Battlefront 3. On uh, what? You go to a website and play it? Dude, that's beyond my capabilities. I was having a hard time before the show just even trying to <laughs> get enough of the, the stuff. So I'm going to have to spend a, a little bit more time diving into it. But apparently there are ways. Let's just leave it at that. I wish there were ways to do 1313. No, you don't. That's a whole nother can of worms. So Battlefront 3, <laughs> I uh, this, I mean... Uh, I mean, how far in development did they get with this one? Um, so uh, mostly, I mean, it's it's really hard to say without actually playing it and, and seeing more of it just from from the videos. But you know, it, the the main thing I can say is it it looked very similar to Battlefront Two. Oh, yep. So well. you know, and that's which it could be said that Battlefront Two looked pretty similar to Battlefront the you know the the initial game that was released so well i like the new battlefront if they were going to mm-hmm. make a 3 of anything i would want it to be the force unleashed i want the end of that i would honestly just rather them go back and make a not 2 but that's just me just have one yeah just the first one the first one was great and then the second one's like why are we doing this but I'm not here not here to beat beat up games and stuff. Do you wish uh Battlefront had other content than what it does? Well, glad you asked. Excellent segue. Now I'm bringing attention to it, which is not Uh-oh. what you want to do with a segue. <laughs> My bad. No, so yeah, we actually did just get some new DLC. And for the most part, what I remember from it, I have to go back and look, but mostly what I remember is that it's uh you know, new costumes for Luke and Han. Fashion. Yeah. No. So now, because that's been the big thing, is especially, which we'll, we'll talk about it more in a moment, but the, the whole canon talk and everything, Luke has been running around, and, and there's been people going, why is Luke running around with a green lightsaber in his black Jedi costume Right. On Hoth? Why? Well, there's been different speculation and this and that and everything. And now they said, oh, because he's not. Here you go. Here he is in his Hoth attire. And same thing for Han. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, they take license on video games that don't fit canon exactly. So, in some ways, I guess it's, you know, it's good they're kind of correcting that. Well, are they? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> it's the whole thing is really weird, and it's it's just it's one of those things where I just can't really side with anyone because I'm like, everyone here is wrong. Everyone has had a little too much to drink. Let's just all back up and chill. I haven't had too much to drink, <laughs> so it's just you know, look. A lot of people are upset because with now that we they've announced what has come out or, or you know what's come out now, what's going to be coming out in the future, 
and they have stated there will be no Force Awakens and there will be no prequel content. And that has a lot of people mad. Now, what? No prequel content? That's wrong. Right. But there's no Force Awakens content either. Right. Now, so what's the problem? This is taking place with the Rebels and the Empire. That's what Battlefront is. This that's what this game is. Well, okay, so let, let's let's take it back, right? Let's go back to um let's let's take it back to uh the first Battlefront game. So It's a different game though. I mean, but is it like that's that's my thing, okay? Like I mean, look, if they released a Battlefront, let's say 2 years from now they release a Battlefront and all it takes place is in this new trilogy. Are people going to scream that there's no prequel in it? Probably. Okay, wow. <laughs> all yeah, right, yeah, everybody. I mean, yeah. Those are your screaming. Go go find something else to do. Go play Lego. <laughs> I mean, Lego prequel. But I don't I don't know that that they're necessarily wrong, but it, it it's it's hard for me because uh, people are just sensitive. <laughs> You're just no, like looking just tell me. No, well, I'm serious. Okay. People are sensitive in the fact that look, people there's people who love the prequels that think now that Disney and Lucasfilm are so focused on this new film that they're ignoring the prequels. I see less prequel stuff now. I, I admit it, and I love the prequels. But you know, we're going through a phase right now. We went through phases during the prequels where we weren't seeing much of the original trilogy. All these things kind of go in waves. Nothing is ever equal. And so I get it. But, you know, the, something with the prequels will happen. I mean, just be thankful we're getting all this stuff. Well, I mean, and actually it is stuff. happening. We, we actually are currently getting, now it's not a lot, but we actually are getting, um, so we are getting prequel stories. We, uh, Charles Soule is working on, or you know, he's currently putting out Obi-Wan and Anakin. So there is continued prequel era content coming out. So just to throw that out there. Right. And and it's so funny that mm -hmm. we're sitting here talking about people complaining there's no prequel material in this game, but then all I ever hear about is people complain about they don't like the prequels. <laughs> so what's like Well, wait. but you got to understand it's it's just the echo chamber of the internet that the P, it's different people, you know? I mean it's Right. There's it's always whining. It's just different people whining. So you've got the the people who love the prequels are whining now. The people who, and and the people who hate them are like, oh, I'm off doing other things because I don't have anything to whine about this, or or I've found some other topic. Right. But the the point is now going on what you said. Here's where it doesn't bother me as much. I would I would enjoy the game with prequel content, right? It's not like I'm saying, I don't want any prequel content in my game. Get it out of here. I don't like it. Or, yeah, it'd be great, because we that's more content, more game, more fun, right? But, not having it doesn't necessarily cause an issue for me, either if they're putting more into what content they have. If they're making sure that the gameplay works, that the actual missions that you have all of those things, as long as that's operating fine, then that's far more important to me. Um, right. I agree. Well, I mean, I'd be okay if it was a souped-up game that just took place on one planet, and it was awesome to play. Uh, I mean, with that, that could kind of get a little stale just because of 
how Star Wars is done, they they wouldn't really have a whole lot of diversity to them. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I, I, yeah, I would love to see prequels in there. I'd love to play them, but I'm not upset if they're not there. I mean, I would love to see the Old Republic. I'd like to see Clone Wars. I'd like to see Rebels, and I'd right. like to see Legends. Right. right. I, I mean, I, I, dude, I agree. It's just, you and know, the holiday special, not. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think the one thing that people have got to understand, and this is this is probably gonna, I'm probably gonna get grilled for this, but doesn't make me less right. What people have to understand that are being sensitive about some of these things, and, and, and this goes for The Force Awakens as well, and if, if you've been paying attention, I love The Force Awakens. Um, they really aren't as, I don't want to say as important, but the originals were the original trilogy. Those original three movies. You know, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to consider both, both those trilogies as, as the original saga. They're totally different. You know what I mean? Like they're like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to pretend that the two mesh together and that they're so similar that they're, that they just fit right there in there. There's a lot of differences. And you know, one came so much later not saying that that you know not saying oh the prequels are bad I'm, this is not me prequel bashing this is just me saying hey these came later and a lot of what they are is based on what the original trilogy was as well right i mean it's it's going to be held to the original trilogy same way as the force awakens is going to be held to the original trilogy that was star wars right i mean am i wrong in like Am I crazy? Well, no. People people hold the movies in different aspects and different comparisons in different ways. From my opinion, I mean, from my standpoint, when I look at these movies, yeah, I know they're all done at different times or whatever, mm-hmm. but I look at it as one saga. I, 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 it starts to bother me when we keep going, I don't mean us in this show, but right. as fans, and we talk about prequel trilogies and sequel trilogies now and original trilogies. I mean, I, there's a trilogy aspect to the saga, but mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it's just, it's, it's one, it's one evolving story. Whether it's going back in time or forward, it's one evolving play. Well, let me, let me ask you this just real quick. Since you're a Star Trek fan, do you feel the exact same way about the Star Trek franchise? Um, I do. It's a little different. Um, I don't. It's a little different that I don't feel like all the series have to fit together because mm-hmm. I don't. But but they do a good job of fitting well together. But mm-hmm. when, when you look at the '60s series. It doesn't hold up as well, uh, production-wise, as it uh, as with the last series that was made, Enterprise. But as a whole story, I look at it; all the pieces fit together story-wise as being right. one vast universe. Right, but I mean that's, I mean like what you said right there. To me, that fits like just looking at the prequel trilogy. I mean, you could do Force Awakens as well, but let's just do a one-to-one comparison for. Uh, the ease of it. Um, you could say the exact same thing. Story-wise, there's the the similarities that they fit in together from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, but there are vast differences in the production of the two. They're they're very different. Yeah, they are, <laughs> but I, I don't think as different as that 60s Star Trek series is to the last Star Trek series. Okay, I mean, may- maybe to the last one, but... 
is it really that different than the first season of Star Trek um, Next Generation? Cause well, the- I guess I'm not talking so much about production when I look at Star Wars as uh-huh. much as I'm talking story. You know, it's like I look at the Star Wars saga as the story that is playing out. When I look at the Star Trek series, they're more like separate stories that kind of all fit Happen together in the in same one universe. universe. This, yeah. yeah. Or this is gonna, okay. I mean, I see what you're saying. The point being, not taking anything away from the prequels or The Force Awakens, but they exist because of the magic of the, for, of the, the original trilogy. But see, there's the difference between mm-hmm. you and I and the fact of our ages. Mm-hmm. Because for years before the prequel trilogy came out, I looked at, at Empire and Return of the Jedi as being plays off of the success of the first Star Wars movie. There wasn't a original trilogy. It was three movies. Right, right. And, and, and I, I hear you there. Like, I'm, dude, I'm totally with you because that's, that is why, I mean, that's been my argument when people's like, Empire Strikes Back is the best one. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it basically said, oh, here's the, uh, the play mat. Let's play on it. Whereas the, uh, A New Hope established that play mat, right? So I, I hear you there. I'm just saying it was very much a combined story there. Whereas, you you jump to the Force Awakens and now it's it, it's Ray's story, right? There's there's connections, but it's Ray's story. We we have a different hero's journey each time, so there's definitely to me you could you could really draw that line in the sand between the three just based on your your new hero each time. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I'll just say that uh, when I think of these movies and if you mm-hmm. separate the trilogies i look at them as like acts of a play i mean i've i've seen right. you know shakespearean plays or or musicals on broadway or, where you watch the first act and then when you get to the second act your characters may be older you've got a new set of characters it's almost like you're seeing a whole different play but they're all connected it's a, that's the way i see these it's like there's now three acts but they all fit together to tell one big story. Now you're talking about each trilogy is an act? Yeah, each trilogy is an act. So, so what are you going to do when they continue making more trilogies? There'd be an act one, two, three, then four or whatever. And even <laughs> if even if this new trilogy, ten, which I think they're going to keep it as a trilogy, but even if it went to four episodes, but the four episodes fit together more so as, as an act, then mm-hmm. it would be a longer act than... Act one and two, but that's that's kind of how I see right. how these play. Well, anyhow, like I said, we we've really went off topic uh, discussing how you're totally wrong about how you see Star Wars. But the point I was trying to make is essentially focusing on the original trilogy. Um, it just to me it makes sense from like a marketing standpoint, just simply because that was what drew so many people in. That it's those elements and things have been Star Wars longer. It's what people fell in love with. Even if you like the elements now, most likely people love the... I mean, I know there's people who don't. I know there's people who like the prequel trilogy and and, uh, possibly The Force Awakens, maybe not, but didn't care for um, the original trilogy. I I know that it, it seems unlikely, but point being, I think just as a whole... They basically say, hey, these are the roots. This was the beginning. This is what everyone says is the sweet spot. This is what we really want to focus on first. I mean, when you think Star Wars, like when, when I was talking about with Abdul, 
Darth Vader. I showed him an image of Darth Vader because I thought, if if you think Star Wars right now, Bruce, what what image would you try to relate to someone as being like the most iconic? Uh, it would probably be yeah, Darth Vader and right. Luke Skywalker is the first things that come to my right. mind. And so, but you see what I'm saying? Like those. But that's now. Really, do what? That's now. I mean, as things go on, I wouldn't be surprised <sighs> that the original trilogy takes a back seat and everything's focusing on the newer trilogy. I mean, maybe. I mean, we'll, we'll see. But I, I, mean, I still feel like with we keep prequels. I mean, I remember people complaining that a lot of things out there hardly focused on the original trilogy. It was all about the prequels. Oh, great. And now George right. is coming up with a Clone Wars series. You know, what about the original trilogy? We forget right. all about that. You know? Right, right. But I mean, but but that was an issue. I mean, that was people complaining that was an issue. That's what that's what I'm saying. Is that th- to me, this makes sense. I, it always seems like they have, you know, yeah, some of the marketing for the films and stuff and everything, but with the video games and everything, they, they have thrown stuff in i mean look at for instance look at the the force unleashed 2 you know they're throwing tie fighters and stuff in there and everything like they're always kind of connecting in there to to the original trilogy but once again just to reiterate that's not me saying that i'm just saying i kind of understand why they say they're like "Mm, this is this is what was thought you know the iconic parts of star wars this is what we're sticking to right now and i think a lot of it is the formula that they do, you know, if if you look at the, because that's that's what they're getting compared to, right? The battlefield games and the Call of Duty games, where they're pretty much pumping one out a year. It's to me, I kind of like the idea of them really focusing on the original trilogy for this game. If the next game they're going to really focus on, like, say, the prequel trilogy. I'm not saying that this is what they're going to do. It's hard to really say. I mean, that's the main thing is not knowing what's going to happen down the line. It's hard to really complain now. For me, at least, I think. Um, not not to say that, you know, people should... I know a lot of people are like... Uh, another example, you know, like, oh, you can't complain about a movie until you see it. Well, no, that's that's not necessarily true either. But it's it's just that... Like, let's see. Like, let's look at what's the plan. Is is this going to be the only Battlefront game to come out? No. Um, as far as actual playable content in the game, if people are upset saying, oh, okay, well, we, you know, we have this when we should have so much more. This feels like a, a fractured game rather than a complete game. That's one thing. But from, from an aspect of... of the saga as a whole and and which elements are included and which aren't i don't have an issue with that are there really that many people having issues with this there there are a lot of people who i mean I, i've been seeing online a lot of people are are saying that you know they're like ah oh, this is this is crap like where's my because you know and that's the thing is cuz i love the original battlefront game and a lot of it really did fall more into the prequel trilogy I mean, it, it really did. The, uh, the, the main story of Battlefront 2 was the uh, 501st Battalion. And you start out and you're going through fighting as, as a clone battalion. You're a, you're a clone trooper and you work your way all the way through up until you then kind of hit the, um, the Galactic Empire era. So it's... Yeah, I mean, it, it really did. I, I 
thinking back on them, to me, they I remember them as being very uh, prequel heavy. So then when you turn around and release the game again, you know, this this new game and you say, nope, we don't we're not having any of that. I can kind of see how the people who have been clamoring for it and waiting for it and then are told, hey, we're getting it. And then they're saying, you know, yeah, but part of what what it was is not going to be there. You know, maybe it, it kind of kills your nostalgia factor, I guess. I say then just go watch the movies. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I was saying. I see both sides a little bit. However, now let's get into the other part. So EA... EA's excuse is it's for move milkers, man. Their their justification is because if they were to put Ray or Finn or uh, Poe or Padme or Anakin in in this in this game, it would break canon. Oh, the dreaded word, canon. All right, Bruce. I mean, you're a smart guy. Well, this guy game isn't to... canon at all. I mean, we've said we've had Luke Skywalker wearing the wrong clothes in the wrong place. Yeah. It breaks canon already. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree 100%. And further, let's... In that aspect, you're right. Emperor Palpatine was not on Hoth. Can Emperor Palpatine be played on Hoth? Absolutely. Emperor, you know, you look at, uh, you know, you look at the heroes versus hero, uh, the heroes versus villains, right? Where you've got three select dudes. There never was there a time where Emperor Palpatine and Vader and Boba Fett were rolling up on Han Solo, Leia, and Luke. See, I'm glad when I was a kid playing with my action figures, I wasn't playing with you guys because, you know, I, I didn't follow canon. Well, no, and that's fine. (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm saying. But that's not the point. The point isn't, oh, this isn't canon. Why are you doing this? This this should be canon. No, we're saying it's not canon, so don't feed us some line about why you can't do something. You can't give us something that we expected. They they say they can't do it because it's not canon. Right. Oh, okay. And I'll be honest. I never... Now, granted... I can't say 100%, but my what I had gathered from it, and, and I thought that they had stated early on, was that there would not be any prequel stuff, right? So I never went, what? No prequel stuff. But I kind of expected to get some Force Awakens stuff, right? Like I kind of expected it to to maybe at least get toward that. Well, I think their answer was Jack Who, even though it doesn't take place during the Force Awakens right. time period. But. Right. It's um yeah, I just think because of the way that that a lot of people's, you know, now we found out uh the Battle of Jakku actually happened much closer to the Battle of Endor than it does the actual uh events of the Force Awakens. That's right. But at the time, I don't know that that was something that other people, you know, it, it could have just been me who was ignorant on it, but I had felt like the Battle of Jakku was something that was, you know, was was a little closer tied in to the Force Awakens. So I assumed, yeah, that was my initial impression too. Right. So I I had assumed at that time that there would be some connections 
other than just, oh, hey, you're on the planet. I mean, that's like basically saying, there's prequel content. Tatooine's on here. <laughs> you know? Right. So, so and to Boba m- Fett. <laughs> right. Right. He was in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah Lost to Stars m- is the one that, the novel is basically the one that told us when this battle of Jakku took place. Right. Right. You're absolutely correct on that. Um, so I, I like I said, I kind of, I kind of see what people are saying, and I, and I definitely do not see what uh, EA is thinking as far as their, uh, as far as their, their excuse of thinking that, oh hey, now this is, this is totally good. We're, you know, this is we're we're keeping canon, guys. We can't break canon. You know, I feel like it's the same thing of Hasbro saying, oh, we had to, we had to hide Ray. Because we were told to, it's like, hmm, Lego didn't seem to have issues. Lego put out two, you know, they had the Falcon and they had uh, the Speeder with her. You know, same thing here. Oh, we can't, we can't break canon. Oh, really? Because Disney Infinity didn't seem to have any issues. You can run around as Anakin on Jakku. That would be fun. Little Annie. Well, you can't play a little Annie, but it's like... Oh, well, it's, there you go. <laughs> it's all ruined. Yes. I want Phantom Menace content. No, but you can you can play as Clone Wars Anakin, the one that comes with the set, right? With the new, uh, the new set, you get that coin, and you can run around as Anakin. You can play as Rebels characters. You can play as original trilogy characters, and then vice versa throughout all of them. That's the play set. Yeah, yeah, you can you can actually go into the the each one of the toy boxes. I get, I keep getting them m- mistaken. Now, I think it's the playset. The toy box is the main area where everybody can run around, even with Disney characters and Marvel characters. Right. Okay. I, I keep getting those flipped in my head. But point being, if you get the the coin, you can go into them. Is that is that canon? Is that a canon? That that are those special time travel coins? That are a part of canon. Besides that, the uh, the only other real thing is is people who are upset that they're feeling like okay for fifty dollars they're not especially with a lot of the content that's being given away for free. And and on that part, I kind of understand. Hey, I paid fifty dollars for a season pass, yet you you keep wanting to give away all this content. Well, they do have. I mean, they if if I'm not mistaken, they do legally have to pump out that content. They they have to. You know, they had certain things. They said this is this is coming. So, for instance, what was promised are four expansion packs, uh, which is you know each one with new content. Uh, it's supposed to be over twenty pieces of galactic tech, including weapons, vehicles. This is basically your your card hand and your uh, your blasters and everything. Uh, we're supposed to be getting four more heroes, and now this part. I can't be mad at them in this because two of them that we know, Chewbacca and Lando Calrissian. Woohoo, Lando. Yeah. So that that part's pretty sweet. Um, you know, 16 additional multiplayer maps. That's big to me, dude. 16 maps? That is. It's huge. Yeah, I mean that's if you look at other games, if if I remember correctly, you got far less maps on uh, I, I know Call of Duty's done that before and They'd charge you like twenty bucks for like four maps or something. Maybe I'm wrong on that. You can tell me. I don't. I don't. I don't care. But I'm pretty sure that's right. I don't uh, know. <laughs> uh, 
there's supposed to be four new game modes, completely new game modes. And we have several right now. And I actually enjoy a lot of them. Some of them are really hard, but I think it's fun being able to jump around and be like, yeah, I'm going to try this for a while. I'm going to try this for a while. Jump around. Woo! Do! Do! Jump around. No, we're not. That's not what I was. I, was, I wasn't leading you into that. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I, I understand how you thought I was, but I wasn't. My bad. I'll, uh, I like, these are pretty cool cards. <laughs> Stop playing with those. We got to send them back. That's it. Now, the, uh, the expansion packs. I will just go ahead and, and throw out which ones that, that we know about. We don't know about the last one, I don't think. So, what we've got... Yeah. Yeah. So, the, the very last one. So, there's four. Uh, the first one is going to be Outer Rim. And uh, so, it says, you know, just for their little material here. This is going to be in March. Fight among the factories of Celeste and battle within Jabba the Hutt's palace on Tatooine. That's cool to me. Like yeah. that is worth. I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to do that. I want to. I want to battle on uh, in Jabba the Hutt's palace. That's cool. Bring it on. The next one. Well, I tell you what. I'm. I'm just gonna leave it up to you to you the listener to to determine if you think this sounds like one that I want to do. Bespin. It's hunt or be hunted in this action. Packed experience set in the cloud city of Bespin. Yeah, I'll leave that one to you whether you think I'm excited about that or not. Yes, and by the way, that's coming out uh, this summer. Mm-hmm. And then the other is, uh, and this is kind of weird. So, Star Wars Battlefront Death Star Fall 2016. That's No Moon, one of the most iconic locations of Star Wars universe, makes its debut in Star Wars Battlefront. Which Death Star? It's the first one, which makes me wonder. And it may not be, but it makes me wonder. Oh, please if say what I think you're going. That the one that we don't know about is going to be the Death Star Two. Uh, is that what you thought not, I was going to say? No, no. What did you think I was going to say? Uh, I thought you were still talking about the existing Death Star, and maybe uh-huh. it's going to tease something with Rogue One. Dude, it's just a couple months before that. You may absolutely be correct, and you know what? That's a that's another great example, man. Because we're, you know what, we're not in original trilogy territory. We're in Rogue One territory, right? That's that's right. Yes. So another prime example of that. Sorry, I'll let it go. I'll and by the it. way, Rogue My One, three hundred ten days. <laughs> is that is that how long? Thanks, bud. So yeah, you dude, that's a that's a really good point. That that probably I'm just gonna cut all that other stuff so that uh, it, it just sounds like you come up with that, and I'm like, good point, Bruce. Moving along. Um, but no, the, the fourth one, I might could think of some other stuff if I thought really hard, but just off the top of my head, the easy thing to say would be quite, I would think that the fourth expansion is going to be the Death Star 2. If we're keeping in the original trilogy time period, or maybe that is a Rogue One tie-in. That is probably very, very likely. Mm-hmm. And of course, not on a Death Star, but on whatever planet that there's the ground battles happening on. Exactly, exactly. So, quite possible. Um, I'm excited, man. I, I mean, to me, this is fun. I actually want to go play the game right now. And I, I know there's so many people who are so against it, but you know what? That's cool. If, if you don't like it, you don't like it. The main thing I say is, if you don't like something, keep in mind that other people might. That's right. I mean, if you don't like this podcast, there's actually like one other person that right. does. Just just leave a five-star review. 
Pretend you like it for a minute. Write that right out. You know, it's the best podcast ever. And then you never have to listen to it again. Someone else will pick it up. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe one day I'll start listening. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. I appreciate the support. Um, so, yeah, it's... Then again, like I said, I say that after last week completely bashing the uh, the Batman Superman movie. But it, it's fine if, if people are going to actually enjoy it. I just don't see that as being a good movie. That is going to so, be... I'm looking so forward to that movie. I just hope you don't end up heartbroken. But, hey, man... So the next thing, okay, let's talk about uh, this Bloodlines from Claudia Gray. They just released the cover. Have you seen this? Yes, I have. Are you stoked? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or I'm, I'm sorry. Stoked. Are you are you snoked? I'm snoked. <laughs> it's, uh, man, you know, because to me, I was like, okay, this is, you know, I got it on my Amazon wish list. So I'm going to pick up whatever. I finished Lost Stars, and I'm like, really good really enjoyed that book i haven't heard now i've seen some negative reviews just because i went and looked for them you know just because i was like well let's just see on amazon if there are some negative reviews there's like four but for the most part all real people love this book you know anyone that i've actually heard talk about this book really like this book and even myself who admittedly does not care much for the the styling of young adult novels, right? Like they they do have sort of some uh, similar themes and, and such, you know, and and this one of course did as well, uh, but the way that it was done, I felt like was really really good. The way that she just immersed you in the entire once again original trilogy time period, and she just goes through the entire thing from beginning to end and you're really hitting those key points of you know death star uh alderaan destruction destruction of the death star one uh destruction of hoth or desolation of hoth or whatever it is you know the the attack on hoth the uh destruction of the death star two the battle of jakku going through all of those i mean it was fun and i'm like okay i know what's coming next Okay, let's figure out how how they're going to play into this, right? Like, where where are they going to be at this point? Like, how is this going to play out? I really enjoyed that. So, sorry, meant to be talking about Bloodlines, um, but I did I did really like, really did like Lost Stars. So, Bloodlines is supposed to be a Princess Leia centric book. So, Bloodline is not a young adult novel, is it? I'm not really clear on that you know i'm not either i can tell you that claudia gray from from way i understand it claudia gray is a young adult adult writer so personally i would assume that if that's what she writes then that's what you're going to get but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know it's it, it gets it gets publisher. so hazy, right? This one's going to be going through Del Rey. It's really weird because everything is like Lucas and whatever, like the the way that they name them. All of the the publishing houses, like it's it's through Del Rey, but then they have their own little um, name for it or whatever. So it gets kind of confusing. But but point being, it's it is Del Rey, whereas the other one was through. Disney's publishing. 
So, I mean, it's obviously it's not going to be a teen love story. I wouldn't think. No, because this is taking place right before The Force Awakens about Leia. Um, the way I understood it, now I may, I might can look for that insert here, but um, it's actually not taking place before The Force Awakens. It's taking place after the Battle of Endor. Oh, I thought it was taking place like a couple years before The Force Awakens. To the Twitter, and we will find out. Because I was actually talking to some peeps about this. And by peeps, I mean Claudia Gray and I think um, Coffee with Kenobi. And by that, I mean... I stated something in response to Coffee and Kenobi, and then Claudia Gray liked it. But what if conversation? Totally internet famous. Okay, so it was actually, it was Roku Depot. So, yeah, I said, I'm curious if we will see some Ben Solo in this and how Leia has to deal with that shadow falling on her son. The new novel, Star Wars Bloodline, gives Leia Organo... Once a princess, later a general, a story, a journey, and an adventure all of her own. So, what is her dad, Darth Vader, doing on the cover? Because right behind her, you see her kind of looking sort of sad with her arms crossed. And behind her, you see Darth Vader. says, well, that's a tricky question according to author Claudia Gray. I find myself remembering episode one posters where you see the boy Anakin with Vader's shadow stretching out behind him. She says in this book... We find out just how far Vader's shadow falls. This says a follow-up to September's Star Wars Aftermath by Chuck Wendig, which reached number four on USA Today's best-selling book list, Bloodline, takes place some years before the events of the blockbuster Force Awakens. So you are correct. Um, I don't know. See, but here's the thing. Some years. What does some years mean? <laughs> 30 years is some years, 15 years is some years. Like, I, I would know. say a few, you know, like three, four, whatever. I wouldn't say yeah. 20 years before something is some years, you know, mm -hmm. it's gotta be just a few. Yeah. So, um, it says, um, that, uh, so from what we're seeing here, that, um, Leia is professionally at a good place as a senator and a leader in the peaceful new republic. So she's went back to that. If, if you remember from Aftermath, she was still kind of leading the, the rebellion as the republic is setting up and everything. She's still leading the war. Like she's, They're basically hunting down the, the remnants of the empire. Uh, and uh, says, decades after the fall of Vader and the Emperor's stranglehold on the galaxy. However, Gray says that a new generation doesn't remember the lessons of the rebellion or recognize the wrongs of the Empire. And Leia begins to see the cracks in the foundation that could lead to a dangerous future of the galaxy. Family is a major theme overall in the Star Wars films, and it plays a key role in one of the book's most significant events, one that has pretty far-reaching repercussions for several characters, Gray says. However, this novel isn't fundamentally about Leia as a wife, sister, or mom. This is about the role she's created for herself since the fall of the Empire and 
the one she takes up by the time of The Force Awakens. Some characters from the recent film make an appearance in Bloodline, though Grey is introducing a lot of new players. The most important is Ransom Castrofos, some really hard name to say, a guy Grey described as ambitious young senator who Leia's political opposite in virtually every way. It's Snoke! Okay, theory now, this guy is Snoke. Bring her to me. <laughs> he even collects artifacts from the Empire, like pro-Palpatine banners, pieces of armor, and so on. Hmm. Gray sets the scene for the excerpt with Leia as one of the guests at an early morning meeting that may seem to be one more day in politics, but it actually... It, but is actually to talk over a critical decision about the galaxy's future. She thinks this will be another day of policy discussion until she receives an ominous warning. Dun, dun, dun. And so they then give you a little excerpt, but I'm not going to read a book to you because that's what Audible's for. Audible, our new... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, look, we're, we're going to just leave off there, but... I mean, this to, dude, this sounds to me like this is the important book you need to read. Yes, I think so, because it really, she's such a central character to what has happened in that time frame between mm -hmm. Return of the Jedi going into The Force Awakens. So I think it's going to start answering a lot of questions, or at least right. give us some hints to answers that uh, we've been wondering well, about. Well, in a lot of ways, how how you really do pretty much get the fall, the final fall of the Empire in the lost stars it feels like this one now picks up even though it's not a direct sequel this one picks up with what seems to be the rise of the first order yes yeah which is going to be really cool i hope that mm -hmm. is the direction with this because i'd love to see how the first order got well i don't want to say got started but how it got to be where it is right right it's dude this is this is great uh claudia gray She's got me sold. Um, I'm I'm super excited about this one. So, and I, mean, I can't wait for uh, to hear people after they read it. I like to hear people talk about it on Star Wars Beyond the Films, Star Wars Bookworms, and even the Six Hundred Two Club. No, just come here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, um, I mean, that's really all I have on that one, dude. Me too. So, mm -hmm. there's even more things out there. Like the Ray's survival guide. Okay, yeah. So, which I don't know really much anything about, but you've been reading it. I've been reading this, and I've got to tell everyone. So it's like a little eight dollar book, and it's one that probably most people overlooked. And initially, I did, but then I kind of thought, I'm like, oh, let me see, because I I thought it was one of those like DK publishing books or whatever. But something about it caught my eye. I can't remember, and I ended up buying it. Uh, I think it was Ray that caught your eye. Well, I think because it said Star Wars on the title. Oh, that's um, <laughs> but what happened was I start reading it and I'm like, okay, this really is sort of aimed toward younger, younger audience. And then, I, but you know, I've started, so I'm going to finish it. Uh, I went all Kylo Ren on the book and I didn't, I didn't chop it up by a lightsaber. I never realized how that could be ambiguous, but point being, I start getting into it and then I start noticing like there's some, there's some really, really, there's some information here that's interesting and I'm not hearing anyone else talk about. And 
it's kind of key. Like it, I'm just like, there's there's some elements, like there's some juicy uh, canon here. You know what I mean? Like, Are you going to tell us some of it or should we say spoiler? Because maybe somebody doesn't want to hear this. So I will say spoiler, but but uh, before before I start divulging anything, I will say the way that the book is set up, it's set up more of because it's called like her survival guide. So it's not a story. It's basically just um, the author pretending to be Ray giving you information about Jakku, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So think of it more like a, a letter um, or, or, or several letters that you're reading from Ray. Or emails. There's no emails in Star Wars, Bruce. How do you know? Have you ever seen somebody like... Well, anyway, go on. So anyhow, <laughs> um, so so th there's that. You, if you want to decide, there's there's not. It's not really a story. Therefore, um, I don't know that I could really call them spoilers. But if you're, you know, if you're like, yeah, I don't know, jump ahead a little bit. Okay. In in the book, they essentially tell you what happens at the Battle of Jakku. Now, if you've read Lost Stars, you know that you really only know what's going on with that one Star Destroyer. But apparently, because as you see, there's much more, uh, there's more Starfighters dove into the ground on Jakku than uh, just the one Starfighter, right? There's X-Wings, everything. Apparently, how all of this come to be, according to Rey, and which is according to legend and everything but you can you can kind of piece it all together through how she's telling it that there was essentially maybe like some sort of secret base or something that the empire really did not want the rebels to get and so they they were pretty desperate at this point and what they decided to do was turn on all their tractor beams and drive everything to the ground so they they basically their own TIE fighters, other Star Destroyers, as well as the Rebel X-Wings and, and transports and all of that. They basically just cause chaos and start bringing everything down from turning on all the tractor beams and stuff. That's huge to be in a book that right? most people wouldn't even think to pick up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right? And now this is... Now, I mentioned this last week and I didn't think to say spoiler then, but... One of the first things in the book, I'll just read directly this, this part from the book, okay? okay? It says, My name is Ray. I've been here my whole life, scratching out a living with the last and the broken. I don't know how I got here or why. Now, this is the, the part that's interesting. But I know it was a mistake, and somebody out there will make things right someday. That, like, well, as soon as I read that, I was like, whoa. Does that... I mean, to, to you, do you just see that as like, yeah, they just wrote that? Or does that really feel like a an Easter egg of, of sorts? So she's saying that she was left there by mistake. Yeah. Or was a, it a mistake that she had to be left there? Or I, mm. Yeah, she says, I've been here my whole life scratching out a living with the lost and the broken. And uh, she says, I don't know how I got here or why, but I know it was a mistake and somebody out there will make things right someday. 
Mm. So she doesn't know why she's there. So she mm-hmm. knows that it wasn't a mistake to leave her there, but she feels that it had to be a mistake. That why would anybody leave her there? There had to be a reason, and then there was a mistake mm-hmm. that she that's going to be correct, and they're going to come back for. Her. Which makes me think that we gathered from the Force Awakens. We gathered that Ray knew more than Ray knew. Does that make sense? Like like she's saying, oh, you know, my family and blah blah blah. But that could very well be something because she's just saying, you know, right here, um, she's saying, I don't know how I got here or why. Right. So that makes me think that that um, in in the uh, the lightsaber, the the Jedi, what do you call it, the the Force Vision. Yeah. It makes me think that when she was seeing herself as, as a little girl, that was something that she didn't have. That was being presented to her. I mean, not obviously not really for the first time, but, but that, that had been coming back to her. Yeah. And didn't she say at some point to, uh, and I can't remember the exact words, but BB eight that, uh, her, her being there was confidential too. Well, that was more as a joke. That was more said in jest. So, I mean, that's how I took it too. Right, but I'm just right. wondering if, like you said, does she know more than what she's let on? No, no. I'm saying I think she knows less than what we interpreted. I think we we may have just said, "Oh, okay, so it's family," and we just took what she was basically her trying to make sense of things. We took as her understanding things. Nah, she's trying to piece it together, but she really doesn't know. Right, but we as an audience didn't grasp that. Right, but the but any but past that, the important thing to me was just the line. Uh, somebody out there will make things right, and the first, as we know, the first line in the Force Awakens is maybe this will finally begin to make things right. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, well, you know, the authors probably worked a little bit from the script, and I think there is some connection there. Yeah, I mean, do you have any sort of? Because my thing is where I see there's a connection there. I don't really know that I have anything concrete that I, I see where I'm seeing lines. I think that I see point A and B, but I'm not quite sure how they connect. Yeah, it's um, there's so many interpretations that you can take with this. That's the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So, we'll see. Hopefully we'll find out uh, in the next couple of years with uh, episode eight. Now... The uh, the other thing, and, and we'll hit, and then we'll. I know everybody's waiting to find out who the winner of our uh, three and three quarters Black Series Ray is. But it's uh, Riley Blanton. <laughs> Wait a minute! I feel this has been rigged, but we are scoundrels. So, um, but now let, let's let's talk about some of the stuff we've been hearing from um, some of the stuff we've been hearing from Toy Fair. So, Jack Pacific has announced their giant size. Deluxe BB-8. It's an 18-inch figure, and it features lights and sounds, a swiveling head, a hidden trap door that reveals a spring-loaded arm, and what they're showing as like a little picture here. Now this may be uh, this may not necessarily be the case, but it's the thumbs-up lighter. So if if it actually pops open with a an arm that has the little lighter with like a little glow like glowing light on it. That's probably going to sell. <laughs> people are probably going to want that. You think you're going to come out with BB-8 lighters that people use to light their cigarettes? 
I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Disney would put that out. I'm um, not no, to say that someone, not. someone wouldn't, you know, sort of bootleg it or whatever. But and then they're also going to be doing a standard version as well. If if people are kind of confused about this, uh, you may have seen the 20 inch R2D2s. I just got two of them because they they retailed at fifty dollars a piece. And you're like, two? That's a hundred dollars? No, because the great thing about these Jack specific things that are so big that uh now i can't say this is gonna be the case with bb8 but they actually uh were on clearance they dropped all the way down to 13 dollars buy now now (laughs) yeah if you can find them at this point but so and and what they are because i was looking at them they are essentially the they are the the same rt due to that's coming out here shortly if it may not already be out but it just doesn't have the electronics inside of it. It's completely set up. It's like the factory, just like it was going to be one of those, but instead they're just like, nope, no electronics for you. Go to the store. That's not canon. R2-D2 has electronics. Yeah, but we're talking about merchandise, Bruce. Okay, well then, that's acceptable. Okay. So, yeah, it's um, that that's going to be one of the items. Now, obviously, we, we have seen this uh, recently, back in I can't remember where it was shown beforehand. It would see it there. You know, we saw some arms. I assume that's the same thing. Maybe there's there's two different figures coming out from Jack Specific. I can't keep up with it at this point. Uh, Hot Toys actually had a few announcements. They are doing their six in, or their six scale Shock Trooper, which is the uh, the one from Battlefront. Uh, a lot of you may know that was Walmart did an exclusive for this guy. Uh, in their Black Series figure. Now, Hot Toys is doing one as well. And it's the uh, regular original trilogy style Stormtrooper with the red markings, kind of like the Shock Trooper from Revenge of the Sith. Uh, the, the guys that were with Palpatine when he went down to pick up Anakin when he was all chopped up and on fire. Another cool thing we're getting from Hot Toys, for me at least, is this thing they're calling uh, Cos Baby Bobbleheads. Now, I'm not wild on the name, and I've heard, uh, I've already seen some people going like, seriously, this is what we're doing, like, uh, put out some more Hot Toys action figure stuff, and I'm like, shut up, these are awesome, because they, to me, they very closely resemble what um, a lot of the stuff that's out in Japan they're, uh, I think they call them like egg attack or whatever, but it it has a very similar Japanese style. So, yeah, Bruce, I mean, you can tell me what you think. I, I've, I've heard some people criticizing them, but to me, they're, they're cute. Yeah, well, they're very similar to a lot of the Japanese stylings and, and a lot of the stuff that I've been having to get shipped over that I really, really enjoy. And I don't know, they're kind of neat. I think over there they call them like egg attack or something like that. But they're cool. I, I, I like the idea of having the the dimensions be strange and, and different, but at the same time, it's these iconic characters. So I'm excited about it. As long as they're not uh, overpriced, you know, I don't know what they're I don't know what they're going for. But uh, I know typically Hot Toys are are quite expensive. So you know, I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars for one of these. But no. if they're you know if they're anywhere from like maybe 
10 to maybe $20. I'd have to see it to, to spend $20 on it, but I, I would be interested in them. I, I actually like every single one that I'm seeing here. Yeah, I think uh, 10 to 20 is fair. Yeah, so we'll see some more. You know, we even have the, uh, they're showing the fin. The fin is adorable. He's got his little Stormtrooper bloody helmet, which is kind of funny too because the accessories are smaller, so the helmet he comes with does not actually fit on his head. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, I love it. It's something that uh, I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for because it's something that I will actually buy if if it's if the price is right. But there is one other thing that I kind of wanted to just bring up, and then we'll try not to go on it too long. I'll, I'll let Bruce mostly take the lead on it. Have you heard about the possibility of a merger between Mattel and Hasbro? I have heard about it, and uh, it's... I I mean I it it Barbies and our action figures are going to merge together. <laughs> I mean, the, I don't think that's don't exactly how it works. Honestly, uh, do you feel positively, negatively, or not sure about this news? Uh, I would say not sure to negatively because I think these are two big powerhouses and if they merge together, it's just going to take more of a monopoly of the toy business and mm -hmm. I don't want to, I like to see more competition. Okay. But now my question is strictly from a Star Wars standpoint. I don't know either way. I mm -hmm. mean, I, there's a lot of complaints about Hasbro. Maybe Mattel will make things better. Mm. But the way, now I read the details of it because they're saying, oh, because I love this when they're saying merger. By merger, they mean Hasbro buying Mattel. Well, um, yes, but I will just say from my, the industry I work in, AT&T uh -huh. bought DirecTV, yet they have DirecTV running things when it comes to their TV service over universe. Right, right. But here's my thing on it. I'm just kind of concerned because, to me, Hasbro is not doing a good job. They're doing a good job in some areas, but their main thing is they're a toy company. Their job is to take these toys that they make and get them on the shelves in stores to buy. They're failing at that. So you think Mattel will make it better if they get... No. No, I don't. I... I I'm concerned that it's um, it's now it's going to put more on their plate, and instead of focusing on the, the stuff where they're falling short, they're looking to add more to their plate. You know, if if you're failing, if you're in college and you're failing a class, you don't add another class. Right. That doesn't help. You you should you should you know knuckle down on the class that you're failing so that you don't fail, and that's that's my concern. I realize it's a lot more complex than that or whatever. It's just that if anything, looking at it strictly from a Star Wars standpoint, if this were to happen, that's the only thing. As I'm as me thinking, okay, could this help Star Wars? Mm, I don't really see how it can help. Could it hurt Star Wars? Mm, maybe not, but. But there's the possibility that, because I, I know how companies love to say, oh, let's have one guy do two people's jobs. I just, I'm just worried that something like this could essentially mean um, 
that the, the product that we are getting that we're still going to see more slippage that maybe some of the products not going to be as good that maybe some of the um, production is not going to be there and we're not going to see uh, it's going to become harder to see some of these items in stores is there another major toy manufacturer out there that Disney and Lucasfilm could move the license to away from Mattel and Hasbro if they were to merge? I, I, I'm not aware of how, how all of that works, right? Even if, if um, Disney wasn't happy and they didn't want to continue a partnership with Hasbro, I don't know that they necessarily could go, yeah, we're done here. I, you know, they, they have, there's licensing agreements, right? Yeah. But let's. But if they were able to to change that, let's say with with the merger of Mattel, I don't see how it could. But if at that point they're saying, okay, now this entity has changed, therefore we can go with someone else or whatever. Who there there are several different ones. Uh, NECA or NECA, I don't know how you would pronounce it. N E C A is one that does really good work. Uh, someone that I enjoy, Funko. Funko actually makes action figures. Um, I would point anyone to the Firefly action figures made by Funko. They also make the um, they also make the Fallout action figures. They they make quite a few fix action figures, and they they seem to do a good job. Now they're they're in the six inch scale, but that's most of what Hasbro's been putting out anyways lately. But I I think Funko's really good with their production. You know, they seem to be able to really, you know, you look at the Star Wars uh, Funko Pop dolls, and now I, I, it could probably be argued that, oh, well, those are easier to make than the the action figures. Maybe they might be a little easier to make. That may be just a silly excuse by Hasbro or someone who's sensitive to them or whatever. But point being, they seem to be doing a good job. They seem to make good items as far as their action figures go. Mm -hmm. I I would I would be very interested and, and happy to see them uh have a shot at it. That would be interesting. That would be uh interesting to see if they could uh pull something off like that. Yeah. I mean like I said, not to say that that's ever going to happen, but um it, it, if it if it were, it would definitely be uh pretty awesome for me. So I tried something new here recently. What did you try? Broccoli? No. Okay. Ugh. So uh, what I did was I found out, because, of course, I'm, I'm not the best with Twitter, but I found out, oh, hey, Twitter has an option for polls. So I thought, you know, one of the things we talk about is video games and stuff. So I was just sort of curious. I said, well, let's see who, which video game char character people seem to like the most. And... I, I put up, so the first one, because I was kind of working it out, so I, the first one I put, the main one that I really wanted to know, which was Revan versus Starkiller. Um, but I thought that the way I was seeing it from my phone and stuff, I'm like, I don't think that went through. So I, I went ahead and uh, threw it out again, but then the third, the second time I added Kyle Katarn. And who, just guessing, and I, I don't know, you may, you may have already looked at it, who do you think would have won? Revan. Wrong. Really? People really love Starkiller, dude. Cool. Well, I like Starkiller too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, thought, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you know, good. It just wasn't what I had expected. I, I thought that, uh, I thought Revan was going to take it, or I thought it would be closer, but it really wasn't. Um, 
Now that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I would think more people would say Revan than Starkiller. I'll have to add the two polls together. So we got, yeah, we actually got five results on the second poll. Okay, mm-hmm. four for Starkiller, one for Kyle Katarn. Revan didn't even get a vote on that one. Oh well, I'm gonna go vote. <laughs> it's too late. Now on the previous one though, the one that I, I messed up, uh, Revan did get one vote. Star Killer got uh, one there. So that's a total of one for Kyle Katarn, one for Revan, and five for Star Killer. So there you go. People seem to really yep. like him. I thought that was interesting. I, I thought that may be something that we can try. Um, so just kind of look on on our Twitter for that. And you can, you can see uh, some of those polls and, and interact in that. Uh, you know, I, I think that we've, uh, we've held off long enough. And it is time that we do our, uh, our contest winner. We're going to spin that wheel. Spin the wheel. And we have everybody's name on there. No matter what country you're in, we've gone through them. And we've thrown you in on the wheel. That's so right. You, you're spinning that wheel, Michael. You've got it. Here it goes. And the winner is BH1138. Woohoo! Thank you, BH1138. You're getting a Black Series Ray figure. Woohoo! That's right. So uh, shoot us an email at cloudcitycasino at gmail.com and let us know who you are. <laughs> and so that we can actually verify you as the winner and, um, and, and get you this action figure, man. And I want to thank everyone who sent in or did a written review with five stars on iTunes. We really appreciate it. So thank you to all of you for participating and um, maybe we'll do some other contests of some type in the future that you guys can try again. We may definitely be doing some contests coming up. So, and you know, we'll have uh, different stipulations or whatever on that, but I'm working on that right now and we'll see, man, it should be pretty good. I'm excited. It is exciting. You know what? We talk about this stuff. We might as well give away the stuff. That's right. In- including BB-8 lighters. All right. No, don't, don't go making promises that I can't keep. <laughs> All right. Well, that, I guess, about does it for this episode of Cloud City Casino. So you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and on some other thing. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. That's right. <laughs> And, uh, of course, on StarWarsReport.com. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Cloud City Casino. And you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Cloud City Casino. And Michael mentioned our email address, Cloud City Casino at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex and Michael. And I'm I'm, uh, I'm usually on the, the Cloud City Casino one, but... Always, always send me to my personal one. I jump on there too, and that is at Morris Isley. There you go. And never, ever, never, ever, ever, ever forget. Oh crap! What was it again? Oh, let the Wookie win. <laughs>